Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. We are coming to you live up the Heineken River Deck here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. We're everywhere. So we're going to talk about, obviously, this loss for the Bengals, what it means going forward and how they fix that offensive line to help Joe Burrow moving forward. But the Rams are the Super Bowl champions with a great drive to finish the game. Key, Jay, I'll start with you. What what's your biggest takeaway from the game? Well, the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that Cooper Cup is able to do whatever he wants to do at any moment and any time throughout the course of the game because you decide that you're not going to respect his ability as a receiver, a dominant wide receiver, that you're going to continue to put uh, less than qualified guys to cover him on him. Um, on top of that, you don't slide coverages to him the way that you need to to take him out. So you now put yourself and your team in bad situations, and that's egregious to me. Those are always fireable offenses when you allow the one guy on the team who gives the team the best chance to win do whatever he wants to do, free access you for the touchdown, the first touchdown. Nobody touched him. He just ran down the field like, hey, I'm going to run down here and go to the right. Why don't you just throw it over there, Matthew? I'll be there. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. Biggest takeaways, one from the halftime performance, Eminem's you know, kneeling I think was really interesting that the league knew about it beforehand. That caused a little bit of a stir. And then from the game perspective – it's just Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, Dominic Foxhorst came on our show, and we've been talking about it all morning long. I, he should have gotten the MVP. And I, I go back to everybody will talk about the, the fact that he closed out the game with a sack, um, you know, on Joe Burrow. But the play before that where he stops Piran, Piran is 5'11", 245, 250 pounds going downhill. He's literally on his side and with one arm, with just the right arm, it's like this dude, Piran, got clotheslined. I mean, he just stopped him. It's like he got hit by a truck. Um, I thought it was one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in the game of football. And the fact that it would cap off for him to get a Super Bowl ring with the way those two plays ended the game. I just spoke, I think it spoke volumes about who Aaron Donald is as a player. I'm with you, Jay, on Aaron Donald. First of all, I think when we talk about greatness, we're talking primarily about the quality of someone's prime. Longevity absolutely is important, but I think among people who have done it long enough to qualify for the conversation, we're talking about who hit the highest peaks, at least I am. Aaron Donald, the only dude, I love Reggie White, Bruce Smith. By the way, J.J. Watt a couple years ago, you could go on. But the two dudes that I saw who at their best, I'm like, what the, was LT and Dion? Okay, where it's like, but that's just different. Aaron Donald, to me, is now in that conversation. And when you look at the accolades, the concentration, he should have been Defensive Player of the Year again this year, 
it, it's ridiculous. Like, it backs it up. But for that guy in the Super Bowl, he's been the best player in these whole playoffs, I think. For that guy in the Super Bowl, with it on the line after doing it in the NFC Championship game, on the line, sends it to the Super Bowl to stop the run, improbably, and then stop the pass on the next play. Mm. What can you say? He was See, the guy who determined the playoffs. I know, but they weren't going to give him. They were not going to give him uh, MVP Max because two sacks in a tackle for loss wasn't worthy of MVP. What would have been worthy of MVP? Three sacks, a strip fumble recovered. And a tackle for loss would have gotten him the MVP. I mean, you're right. I'm just saying Cooper Cup didn't have 100 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but Cooper he came Cup through. had two touchdowns. No and doubt. Cooper Cup had, and Cooper Cup had about plays. three plays that were big on the final drive. No doubt about it. But you even said, like, here's the problem. Like, I guess they ran it at Aaron Donald, too. Not a great idea. But Not a great idea. <laughs> for, it's easier for a receiver in that situation, especially single covered, to, to make a nice play than it is for a D tackle. Who no, I get, always got two guys on him, right? The, I get all of that. I'm just saying why they would not give yeah. him yeah. No. the MVP. It's it's when they go into these games, man, and they start thinking. First quarterback is always number one, right? Then what other player on the offensive side of the ball makes a major difference? That would be Cooper Cup. Then they get to Aaron Donald, unless Aaron Donald has, like I said, a eye-popping numbers. Yeah, Dexter yeah. Jackson, two interceptions early in our Super Bowl. Not over the course of the game, but early in the Super Bowl, they made that decision and determination when Dwight Smith had two picks, sixes at the end of the game, but the game was already decided. Yeah, J- Jay, uh, this, like, <laughs> what Donald just did, I know it's a team sport, and obviously if he's in the wrong situation, it wouldn't matter either. But, Jay, these were, a play- these were playoffs, that had in his conference Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, where, where Donald himself had to go up against Joe Burrow. Like, you know, usually it's like, well, it's not this quarterback playing that quarterback, but it really is Donald playing Joe Burrow in these mm-hmm. guys. And he was the best player in the NFL this year, and with the money on the line, he was even better than his normal self. In the NFC Championship game and then in the Super Bowl, I'm with you. I, I, I will remember this season for Aaron Donald. Think about think about you mentioned Brady and 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 Rodgers and whatever Joe Burrow. You didn't even mention Kyler Murray, a team that came into the building in the regular season and thumped the Rams, but they had him so shook in the playoffs that he didn't even look the same. Yeah. You, you you see what I'm saying? I do. So it's like we mentioned some of these other dudes, but he also played against a guy once upon a time throughout the course of the season was an MVP major candidate. In Kyler Murray. You're right. And Kyler Murray looked like a deer in headlights when he got to the playoffs. But Aaron Donald, who, you know, like, and, and by the way, respect T.J. Watt. He's a great player, mm-hmm. just like his brother. By the way, last defensive era, if you name it for a defensive player, before Aaron Donald hit the scene, was J.J. Watt. He was defensive player of the year basically every year. He was, like, all-time great. Aaron Donald, I think. He's is, different, is, though. I, I, Aaron I think Donald's he, different. He's even better than that. Great. Like, I've seen... I know it's. T- I didn't see Mean Joe Green really. Like I lived through the era as a little kid. Oh, go Mean Joe Green. I like the Steelers because you know I, I, I'm going to root for the Cowboys. It, you know the Giants were no good back then. But I didn't. Don't really remember Mean Joe Green playing. Not really. But I remember Bruce Smith and Reggie White and J.J. Watt. And I'm just saying to my eye, 
the best out of all of them who played on the line was Donald. I mean, we had Jeff Saturday on yeah, the first hour. Reggie, Jeff Saturday, Reggie, you know, obviously Reggie, for a guy who won the Super Bowl, though, you know, it, I've never seen him as animated as I've seen him talk about Aaron Donald before. Like just that hand well, Aaron, display and all that. Aaron Donald is so, in the conversation of the best that ever was at that position, along with Reggie White, uh, best that ever was at that position, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the way Lawrence Taylor. I mean that he wrecks a game even though his statistical numbers aren't eye popping. As I said last as I said on NFL Live last week. When you walk into a meeting room on game plan day, which is typically Wednesday, the first thing the coach says is, number 99, I don't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. That's the first he thing they say. a game. That's yeah, right. It, we don't LT, know what to do with him. Dion, Donald, in different ways, wreck the game. He wrecked the game. Rodney Harrison said on NBC before the game that Donald could retire if the Rams won. You know, after Nick said the thing about Brady, my ears are, what? Like, you know, rabbit, what? He might retire, and he did. So now all of a sudden, wait, wait, Donald might retire, and then he won. Well, he was asked, of course, about this right after the game. Here is Aaron Donald's response to the postgame presser. I'm just, I'm just in a moment right now. I'm going to join this with my family. I got my kid. I promised my daughter this when she was five years old. They're playing the confetti. She got to do that today. Was that fun? So... Um, I'm just in the moment right now. I'm, I'm going to enjoy this with my teammates, um, my family. Um, and I'm just going to be in the moment and, 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 and enjoy this today. For a couple of days. How about that? Um, so um, it's a blessing. Um, all right, guys. I, I, I understand like, it's tough for him to answer that question in the moment, Key. But, Man, oh, my God, if Donald went out, if he retired, I don't listen. He's still the best player in the game. Why would he? But if he did, there'd never been anything like that. Not like that, where you go out like that on a Super Bowl win at the age of 30 when you're still better than ever. Respect T.J. Watt. Donald was better than T.J. Watt this year. But, uh, has it ever happened before like that? Ever? I mean, after a Super Bowl or just in general? After, well, think about this. He was the best defender in the league again. He, he's the best player throughout the playoffs, both conferences. In the NFC Championship game, he makes consecutive plays at the end of the game to win the game after exhorting his teammates on on the sidelines. In the Super Bowl, he then does the same thing on a run play and then a pass play to win the Super Bowl. Has anyone ever gone out at the height of their powers with no signs of slowing down, having just won the championship because of what they just did? I'm trying to think of any sport no, like that. I don't think, I don't think most, most guys retire. You know, Barry Sanders retired, but it wasn't, it wasn't after a championship, but he could have still played a, a long time. I wasn't born when Jim Brown played, but from everything that I heard, he retired early yep. um, and could have continued to play. Most guys continue to play. That's why Aaron Donald in his eighth season, yeah, he's going to play. And, and, you know, if it's an economic thing, they're going to certainly address it, which I don't think I don't think it is because they've never been cheap with Aaron Donald. They made him the highest-played player once upon a time in the NFL. They'll address that. Um you know they'll they'll have opportunities and win a couple more. I, I just don't see, I just don't see him retiring. Here's here's the parallels I can make. Michael Jordan, but he came back. Jay, I mean mm-hmm. retired for good. He just repeated again, repeated, walked away. Then repeated again, walked away. But both times he came back. Sandy Koufax, age thirty, greatest twenty seven wins, crazy, led the league in the triple crown, the whole thing, walked away because his left arm was about to fall off. 
That's not Aaron Donald. He wouldn't be walking away because he'd just be walking away on top. You see, I, I, I don't think he's retiring. I think this is about him being underpaid. I mean, I, I said it before last hour that he's the fifth highest defender that's being paid in the league, and T.J. Watt getting an extension for $28 million per year. Aaron Donald has the next three years on his contract making $22 million a year. So when you're saying this is the greatest defensive player we maybe ever have seen in the game, and you think about being undervalued, it's a little bit like, hey, I want everybody to know my worth. Um, The Rams win. It's not the only thing being celebrated in L.A. this morning. On Saturday night... In the Lakers' loss to the Warriors, LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most points all time in the regular season and playoffs combined. And I don't know why we make it to state like this is the most points ever scored altogether is by LeBron James in the NBA. The Monday morning roundup is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. How do we best frame what the Bengals did in this playoff run and in this game? I would call it an improbable run. They have to realize why they lost this game, that they couldn't protect their quarterback, and they have to go get better. And we'll have months to get into the Lakers going forward. But right now, Joe Burrow, we talked about this, guys, how much different it would feel if he won versus if he lost the Super Bowl. If he won the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow, it's like, damn. First full season, right after winning the national championship, by the way. He walks into the Super Bowl in a mink and Cartier glasses and, and wins the Super Bowl. And he'd have been Super Bowl MVP, the whole thing. Oh, my God, this guy. Instead, with the money on the line, he didn't get it done when I was sure he would. Right? Like, this is, this is why sports, you write your own script, obviously, with the help of your teammates. But now... He hasn't won, and now the, it goes from, oh, my God, is he the next Joe Montana to is he the next Dan Marino? Now, it's a great thing to be the next Dan Marino in many respects, but it was Marino— the second year of his, his career. Second year of his career. Marino had an all-time great season, got to the Super Bowl, lost against Montana, who had maybe the greatest Super Bowl game ever, one of them, and then never got back. But here's Joe Burrow at the post-game presser on what this game will do for him. Yeah, I mean, we're a young team, so you know, you'd like to think that we're going to be back in this situation, you know, multiple times over the next course of the next few years. So, you know, we take this and, you know, let let it fuel you for the rest of our careers. Yeah, he doesn't. He <laughs> He's young. He's really young. The fact that he, uh, well, you yeah, know, we're a young team. We like to be you know, I think we're going to be back at this for quite some time. It's like, Joe, no, no, that's not how it works. You have to address some things on your team, and the organization has to give them the chance by addressing those things, the offensive line, uh, the secondary on the, in the defensive backfield, addressing those issues or give them an opportunity. Um, they basically, outside of Jonas Williams, the, the left tackle, they kind of started playing with a bunch of backups on the offensive line. So what they've got to do is go and poach other people's free agents as well as hit in the draft to protect the quarterback that they've got to make a decision on uh, in about two years to give him more money than God. And so in order to do that, you need to protect him, else he'll never make it there. In the next couple of years, I mean, he was. You see, he hurt his knee again, messing around with the offensive line. 
Yeah, but I think this is one of the reasons why you love Joe Burrow. And, and Key, I would have been on your side typically on this, but all you guys kind of put me on after they beat the Raiders. And he pretty much said to the national media, yeah, like, yeah, we're, this, is the, this is the bar. This is bare minimum. Like, we expect to do this. And I was like, ah, young. This guy's like, ah, I don't know if I want him saying he's putting way too much pressure on himself. But, like, that's who he is. And that's what people love. He's a leader. And it may be young to other people, but internally, that's why you rock with a guy like Joe Burrow. And I learned my lesson that day because I was a guy saying, I wouldn't do something like that. I wouldn't say that. And he got this team to a Super Bowl. So, I hear what public perception may be, but internally, that's why you love a guy like this. He was he way ahead of schedule it. on a team that, but with that offensive line, they had no business being their key. He was sacked seven, was it seven times? Well, when I, I it might have been more than that, but when I noticed it was seven, when I looked on the score, I mean, looked on the television, and they had a list of quarterbacks that had been sacked in the Super Bowl seven times. I was like, huh? How many ta- sacks was it against Tennessee? Was it nine? nine. He was knocked, mean, down. Like, he was so knocked down 13 the, times so and sacked nine. What that tells you is they had no business in the Super Bowl, but there they were. And, Key, let me see if, if there's, this resonates with you at all. There was something I actually liked from the Bengals at the end of that game, from Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, even though, right, don't run into Aaron Donald next time. Maybe keep that in mind. Um, there was a certain casual nature to it that I actually liked. The way they called those plays, the way they ran them, the way Burrow reacted after the game. And the reason I liked it, it's because so many players, I feel, fold under pressure because they fear the negative outcome. They fear losing. And there are other dudes who just visualize themselves winning. So that kind of calm under pressure key and that kind of nonchalance, I know what you mean, he's young, he's that. But the way I interpret that, as young as it sounded reminded me of the way they played those last couple plays when Aaron Donald beat them. Hey, yeah, you, you know, know we, we're, we're going to try it. We're going to, you know, this is what, they're not scared. They don't look scared to me, Key. You know, everybody approaches it differently, right? They approach it like EMTs coming to rescue somebody where we see, we're like, man, y'all better hurry up. Y'all better, what are y'all taking <laughs> y'all time for? They come and approach it calmly, under control, that, that that's the way Zach Taylor looked on the sideline. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, he don't know what the hell he's doing. He he just look, – look at him. He just looked like he just lost out there. But that's the way they approach it, opposed to uh, Sean McVay that looked like he done aged 100 years mm-hmm. since he got to L.A. because of all the stress that he carries. So everybody does it differently. Um, I just – I don't mind – Joe Burrow approaching it the way that he did about addressing that question and saying, you know, that they feel like they're going to be in this situation because they're young. There's nothing wrong with that. My whole thing is you got to understand, and the front office has to understand, to address the issues that you have, including starting with the offensive line and including the secondary. Or else your ass won't be nowhere but watching the Super Bowl like me in the future. Key, I think that gets us to the next big story out of Cincy, right? Um there's going to be an incredible amount of pressure on Zach Taylor. This is, this is a guy that last year we talked about him being fired, him not mm. being there. They got to the Super Bowl after losing seven games, 10 and 7. Okay, so it's like these are the type of things where now you focus on, hey, all these things that they have to address in the offseason, coaching, <laughs> questionable calls. 
Like now you're going to next year. Expectations that, are high now. Like this is no, the bar that he, you guys have I set. I think he's fine. I think he, I think that's, he's. They went to the Super Bowl. I think I, he's fine. I hear you're saying, Key. You know the, the amount of detail that's going to be criticized from every move that he makes. Let me let me back Jay I up on now. this, Key. Let me see if I can convince you. There were McVeigh or Goff. Well, after some time, it it became very clear. It's not Mc, a McVeigh issue. This is a Goff issue. They got to upgrade, right? Um, Dak or or Garrett. It was pretty clear. This is not maybe it's a Dak issue, but if you had to guess one or the other, you're going to get rid of the coach. In the case of Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, ain't no one going to be looking at yo. This is a Joe Burrow issue. You well, know we, you got the yeah. quarterback, so that puts heat on the coach. But Max, we're talking. But that's three years down the line. Yeah, yeah it ain't now. It's not. No, right it now. ain't now. You're three years down the line, you're looking at him and going, if they keep look, all Zach Taylor's got to do from here on out. If, if he wants to last another five years, just go to the playoffs. To no, last you gotta another advance. five no, no, you years. Gotta you got to advance. You got to no, advance. No, 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 no. I understand we want him to advance. But, but if he wants to last another five years, just I'm just giving him five. Just go to the playoffs. Okay, Every, let's, let's, go to the playoffs a couple times over the next five years, and he'll be here. I'm with you. Baltimore is going to be retooled. We'll see when they come back healthy next year. Like, they still got a squad. Like, we'll see what happens with Pittsburgh and what moves they make. Who oh, they're no able to question. land at quarterback. That's what I'm just saying. It's like there are but a lot of things get, that went right this year. I disagree with Key about the get, five years. Think Key, about it. I think you're under Everybody gets three years after a Super Bowl, maybe even four years after a Super Bowl appearance. Key, I think Everybody you're underestimating that. the microwave culture now. Like, it is microwave now. In your day, yes. But nowadays, no, I'll, give it, I'll give it two years. If he doesn't win another playoff game in the next two seasons with Joe Burrow. I, but, but, but that's not what I just said. I said, go to the playoffs over the next several years, and he'll get five years out of it. I'm saying you got he won't unless he wins a playoff game. He's got, nah, Cincinnati ain't, they ain't been to the Super Bowl in 100 years, man. He's king right now. But that, so He's so king. so then, Key. What here, here's the question? Then what's what's an expectation for you and this team next year to win a division? Just to get just to, so just them getting just to the playoffs. Be, that's uh, enough it, for you. With, it, the expectations for me next year for the team is for them to compete with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Well, depending on what Pittsburgh does, compete with Baltimore to win the division. That's my expectations for them because they have enough to win the division. They're good enough. Because of the quarterback to win the division. You, listen, Joe Burrow was about to be Patrick Mahomes. He was supposed to win 16 Super Bowls in the next three years. Is the, 16 of them. It, Why are you stealing my stuff, Max? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> stealing. I'm making a. I'm referencing it. All right. But, yeah, it's it, I, Zach Taylor's all right for now. He'll be fine. Tom Brady won in the Super Bowl this year. Anyone notice that? But Key says we still saw the GOAT. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Here's the snap. Here's the knee. The Bengals will not call a timeout. The sidelines empty. Rings for the Rams. A Lombardi trophy for Los Angeles on their home field in Super Bowl 56. The Los Angeles Rams are world champions. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. I mean, Aaron Donald. Key, I hear your your big takeaway, Cooper Cup, and, you know, the way they defended him or, or didn't defend him. The fact that going in, you know the offensive game plans to get him the ball. And even when you try to stop him, what I really like about Cooper Cup is one of those dudes where you can pay attention and try and stop him. You ain't going to stop him. He's going to do his thing. But to me, Aaron Donald was the MVP of the game, making those plays at the most critical moments when I was sure here comes Joe Burrow and company, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't really think I didn't really think that Joe Burrow was gonna lead them down the field and score to win the game. Yeah. Because they had started struggling offensively in a lot of three and outs. So it wasn't I wasn't like, oh, they're getting ready to all of a sudden hit a match. Because I felt like Matthew Stafford was going to do it when he got the ball in his hands. Yep. But the, and I think that's why they didn't try to milk the clock because they wasn't afraid of Joe Burrow. They just scored. They were like, oh, we'll score. Because they could have bled the clock and, and, and went to that type of style where they, if they had Tom Brady over there or Aaron Rodgers. So I don't even think Raheem Morris and company felt that way. But I, I think the even biggest story, the biggest takeaway for a lot of people, was the halftime show. Yay! That seemed to I'm be the it. biggest takeaway. I'm mad at it. Was that the greatest halftime show of all time? That's the question. Jay, was that the greatest halftime show of all time? I am a Prince fan, so Purple Rain for me was, but it was, it was, it was top two. It was top two. And as a hip-hop fan, like CNM, seeing Dr. Dre, seeing Snoop, the West Coast Love, Mary J, 50 hanging up side down, even though like he was in more pain hanging upside down. It was, I, I just, I, I loved everything about it. I thought it was a reflection of where we are currently within the NFL and how times have changed. It was the best halftime show that I've seen ever. Prince's was good, and I've seen many halftime shows. I'm talking many. This was the best because of the attention to detail. Not only that, the performers. When you got Mary J, Dr. Dre, you got Snoop, you got Eminem, you got... Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, you got 50 Cent, you got the dancers, the performers. Not only that, you thought, and like most people, I'm sure, 
thought that that was just a big box of stuff that they had put the stage and made it out to be. The stage was a replica of certain parts of Compton where historically there's restaurants there called Tams and Toms, hamburger stands where Toms, Toms and Tams. Some of the, ooh, God, Jay. As we used to say, we go after football practice, we're going to go get us some Tams and Toms, which is all over Southern Cal, LA area. And you get, you would typically get like a cheeseburger, some fries, and a drink for like $2. You eat that thing and be sleeping two hours. In two minutes, better yet, for two hours. In New York, that's called Grace Papaya. And so (laughs) when you look at that, the board that Dr. Dre was operating on, the big board, that was a real board. Yeah. I, I, it took me a minute to realize he was up there really messing with the board and pushing keys. Yeah. Uh, so when you look at that, the difficulty of putting engineering and putting that board together, and, and my guys that are in the studio yeah. back there now, Cam and, and, and uh, Yates, can tell you the difficulty of putting a board together in a five-minute period. What if something would have gone wrong? What what if all of a sudden there's an uh, somebody didn't plug something in? I mean, all of that sort of stuff I look at to make that the best. You see, Key, the, the one thing I not that it was missing anything, but the one thing I thought I almost thought I was expecting for it to be a part of it. Just the West Coast love when Dr. Dre sat down at the piano. I swear I thought I was going to get a hologram of Tupac. Yeah, I don't I know did why. Too. I thought I thought Tupac was going to well, be on the been stage out of control. I, I, I just feel like I want that so bad. And then Max, you don't like halftime shows? I'm not. Listen, the fact of the matter is, I don't care about live performances that much in the first place. If I want to listen to music, I go put on the record that was made perfectly, right? They, got, they, they, they mixed it to death and they got it just right. What about the energy of a live run? I don't know. You could have it. Like, it's fine. It's good. I'm not, I'm really, I'm not hating on it. I'm just talking I, about what I am interested in. So you, so you, don't, so you don't sit and watch the halftime show? I, I, I could, n- my whole life, I never cared about the halftime show. I think ever. I care more about the commercials and the halftime show sometimes than I do about the damn game. I, Max, yeah. you're like one of 120 million people yeah. that watched. That's right. Like, do you realize that? Yeah. So you decide to get up yeah. at the end of regulation. No, no, I watched this half. one. So here's the thing, Key. I watched this one because I knew who was on it. So sometimes this one, to okay, say, if you said, is this, if like, you said, is this the fair. best one ever? I'd say, sure. Yeah, that's I think fair. so. I don't, but it's not so meaningful to me, the halftime show, that I go back and index. Well, was Prince better than this or that? And I don't know. I don't care. Every, but I, I think it was my favorite one. Literally, everybody. Yeah. That watches the Super Bowl, watches the halftime show, and intrigued by what it is, unless they're not interested in the artist. Like me, I'm not. You know, if it's some, I don't know, uh, uh, J Lo, it, it was J Lo them in Miami. I wasn't. It was like, yeah, eh, but that's what I'm saying. Key is most of the time me. that's that's where I am with it. The reason <laughs> yes. I like this one is because it, it, to me it was Shakira, also I think it was yeah Shakira, it was also Shakira. a moment in time that, that it was a demarcation right it was like oh look at this it's strictly hip hop in the Super Bowl halftime show so already I'm more interested right and then they came out and they played all the hits right it was just here are the biggest monster hits we could find that could somehow be made to be family appropriate for the most part right and here it is and I was into it I liked it but, yeah, Jay Jay Z did a good job by putting that together for the NFL. Yeah, and in LA with LA iconic music icons, yeah. 
the way it fit, like you said, Key, the fact that they have the, the, the like representation of Compton, as you just, you just said, the L.A. connection, it all worked. I just love the juxtaposition of like fans that didn't listen to hip-hop, and a prime example of that is when, they, <laughs> when the camera key flowed over to J-Lo, and J-Lo's just bouncing, and Ben Affleck is just there like, oh, <laughs> yeah, all I can tell you, you know, and I've had I lost the key. I've like, had this oh, argument with people so since good. I was a little kid because you know, like, the, the, I, growing up in New York, you were hearing stuff from even before Sugar Hill, right? Like talking about the late seventies, early eighties. So, and when why are you listening to that? All I can tell why you is you it sounds better. That? It just sounds better. If someone said, what's the best sounding kind of it? It's pretty obviously hip hop to me, but you maybe should, someone you feels shouldn't otherwise. even say that if somebody asks you that. You should say. Not what you listened to. <laughs> yeah, but back then, back then, it wasn't like today where everyone's listening. But it was to just it. A, it was. It, I marveled at the creativity, the genius, as we like to throw a lot around the name genius a lot. We use that word, the genius of Dr. Dre. Just it was amazing. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. I also enjoyed it. I just don't. Uh... One of 120, I get it. That's right. Evan McPherson oh, enjoyed it. Key, one of your guys. You, you called it. Would any of the players go out and watch the halftime show? The kicker for the Bengals went out, watched the halftime show, and they lost. And they didn't miss Key's, a kick. Key's favorite lost, position so. on the field, the kicker. Key called Did it. he even get a chance to kick? Yeah, yeah, he kicked two field goals. Yep. Did he? Oh, okay, I don't remember. Yeah, by the way, dead center, too. <laughs> like like equidistant it. from the goalpost. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Key says Sean McVay ain't going anywhere yet. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. You know, to start out in Denver, end up in here playing with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, man, to come here with all these guys, man, it felt like the Pro Bowl every day. Um, the culture is great here. We made a super team, and we took advantage of the opportunities we had. Everybody's really down to earth. It's a true brotherhood. The way that Vaughn comes in, I can't say enough about what a positive injection of life Odell Beckham Jr. was for yeah. us. Oh, yeah. Man, did we push him in the second I, half. I Cooper Cobb, Matthew Stafford, Whitworth. How about Eric Weddle? Super Bowl 56 is in the books. Let's get to some key observations. Number one. Sean McVay is not retiring to go work in television. I wish we not even go down that avenue. Here's a guy, his young coaching career, his fifth year as a head coach in the National Football League, has been to the playoffs multiple times, appeared in two Super Bowls thus far, 36 years of age, has won one Super Bowl on his resume. He is now in the chase mode of trying to become the next Bill Belichick. Ooh. So he will not be doing television. He is not Ooh. burned out just quite yet. 
Number two. Number two, big week for the Rams on and off the football field. Van Jefferson had his child last night. What an amazing thing that must have felt for him, been for him. OBJ is was sitting around waiting on whether or not his child would be born. He's still waiting to find that out. And then Taylor Rapp got engaged in the middle of the field. He certainly outkicked his coverage with that young lady. Number three. The Bengals, you know, we've been talking about them. So the Bengals could be a threat in the AFC as well as the National Football League for at least a decade if they get things right. Sure, if their offensive line gets some protection in the secondary, just kind of make things a little bit easier for Joe Burrow, we might be talking about the Bengals for the next decade. Number four. My observation in number four, the best halftime show ever. Dr. Dre leading the charge along with Snoop and Mary J and Eminem and Kendrick Lamar and 50 Cent. But one of my co-hosts, Max Kellerman, out of 120 million people that watched the Super Bowl, he was the only person that wasn't really, like, super excited. Number five. Number five. The officials respect Cooper Cup more than the Bengals' defensive coordinator. And what I mean by that is the defensive coordinators decided to allow Cooper Cup to do whatever he wanted to do, run down the field, catch balls, free access, nobody touching him, just like a lack of respect, as if he was a bum out on the field, where the officials said to Luke Wilson, if you touch Cooper Cup, we're going to throw a flag. If you breathe on Cooper Cup, we're going to throw a flag. If you look at Cooper Cup, we're going to throw a flag. And guess what? They threw a flag. That's a lot of respect. Jay, when you are a baller in professional sports, you get the benefit of the doubt almost all the time. Like who? Who gets that kind of benefit of the doubt? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Uh, 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 Who else would would have been in basketball? Michael Jordan, perhaps? Michael Jordan in football. Certain guys in, in football, Cooper Cup, when you push off Michael Irvin, push off they didn't even say anything. Michael Irvin could run down the field and push a dude down and talk to the referee and then go run and finish running his route. They would never throw the flag because of the respect level that they have for your ability as a player. And so Cooper Cup clearly, as a triple crown winner, had the respect of the referees because it wasn't an egregious hold. It was just a slight little rub across the chest. Key, I've heard it happen so many times in sports where, you know, people say, oh, different strokes for different folks. And it would happen in the NBA all the time where a guy would be like, well, he just did this to me. <laughs> He's not you, son. <laughs> he is not you. Like, you. like, he is somebody different. I think that's what Cooper Cup is. And, and look, man, the, he's such a clutch playmaker for this team. And I know that Matthew Stafford has to position the ball the right way. And, but, damn, like, just uh, the, the plays he's made when – Obviously, everybody knows where the ball is going to be delivered to, Max. That's where you give him a lot of credit. 100%. He and Jamar Chase, by the way. Yes. Both those guys with, had not only great rapport with their quarterbacks, of course, Chase and Burrow going back to college, but both of those guys, intention is on them. We're going to stop them. No, you're not. They are going to figure out a way to come up with the big play. You've got to give it to them. Um, but the fact is, the Rams, you know, there were a lot of penalties on the final drive. And uh, the Rams were aided by three successive Bengals penalties, and and my you know really put in a bad spot by some bad throws. 
Cincinnati was penalized the second fewest times, 72 times, for the fewest yards, 620 yards in the regular season. But the flags really did hurt badly, including a defensive holding on call on Logan Wilson on third and goal from the eight to give the Rams a first down. You know, once you get that first Got down, it's a, it's, it's a wrap. Wilson was covering Cup in the slot. He appeared to force a fourth down with a great play. It was called for defensive holding and then the pass interference on Cup in the end zone to put the ball at the one. And, Key, you, you went over why that was. And, and there's no question that Cup deserves uh, a lot of credit for that. And remember, the Burrow got the ball back, and so they not only had to come up with those plays, they had to, you know, Aaron Donald had to do his thing key at the end of the game to ice it, and he did it to protect one single yard before the first down, right? And then you got to figure, oh, they're going to at least kick a field goal pretty soon, if not score a touchdown. And he got, he stopped first a run play and then a pass play to end the Super Bowl. You got to tip your cap. They ran right at him. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. Like, use your brains. But you know what that is? That's a lack of coaching experience at a high level. And, and all like, you're running at this dude as if he's just another guy. Like, you're supposed to run away from him. How does that happen? Key like him. As a Giants fan, I remember the Giants game on the line. Only thing you have to not do is is kick it to Deshaun Jackson, right? It's the only – they kicked it right to Deshaun Jackson. Game well, over, punter, right? Well, the punter wasn't supposed to kick it to Deshaun. I he, get it, but like – He how, made that mistake. Okay, but how does it happen in a game like this? You say coaching and experience. You need to be experienced to know not to run at the best player who ever lived? Well, because what you do is you believe in your play calling. You figure that play call, it, it could hit. You don't think that Aaron Donald's going to get nearly the penetration that he got. But my whole point is – whether you think that penetration is going to happen or not, why the hell are you even running your ass over there in that? Go the other way. It's like it's like at the end of a game allowing somebody to take a shot. Like why wouldn't I allow like J.J. Reddick to take the shot? Why am I going to allow Jay Will to take it? Well, I don't know. Well, Jay Will's two-time player. Will's two-time. Yeah. Great player players there. make great plays in huge moments. I tweeted right before that play, this is where legends are made, this moment right now. And I was thinking Joe Burrow was going to get it done. But it was an even greater player, Aaron Donald. Plus, you need somebody to create their own shot. Most quarterbacks head to Disney World after reading the Super Bowl is Matt Stafford. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.